0: But I got my Discord family. So good to see you all. So good to see everybody on Discord. We got uh, Call Junction, Missouri. We got Charlotte, North Carolina. We got Orlando. We got... Paul prince Good to see you. Fairfax, Virginia. Good to see you. West Virginia. Good to see you. We have a growing community on, on discord. If you guys want to connect with us on a regular basis, y'all, I want to encourage you to join our discord community. That's really where family is made. That's where people are connected with one another. And man, our discord family has become just that they've become family on here. And so cool because I'm able to create different groups, different text channels. We can do uh, video chats. We can do all kinds kinds of different things. And so we're developing and growing our Discord community, I've got some exciting stuff that we're working on in the background. Um, Some of the folks on our Discord community came up with some ideas as well about some things that we could do. So I'm excited about sharing that with you all and announcing it to you guys. So it's just really cool because Discord is really a platform where we can connect with each other, chat with each other. And it also allows us to uh, develop together, to grow together. And so anyway, when we get off on this live, if you're wondering how to stay connected with me, the best way to do it and stay connected with each other. As we continue this journey together through the reading of the word, through growing in our identity in Christ is to go on discord. So I encourage you go to discord, join us. It's discord.gg slash opus frere. I encourage you to do that. Um, and to do that expeditiously <laughs> to do that expeditiously. Okay. I encourage you to do that as well. Um, also Stay connected. Text 954 So I got my Discord fam. Good to see y'all. I got my IG fam. Let me quickly shout you guys out. So good to see everybody on IG. We got Brazil in the house. Good to see you, Brazil. Good to see you. Yes, 18,000 subscribers. It's growing. It's growing rapidly. So very, very cool stuff going on there. Good to see you, Jamaica in the house. Good to see you, Jamaica. Louisiana in the house. Good to see you, Louisiana. We got Holland, Michigan. 33 degrees. Come on now. Come on now. Don't do that to yourself. Okay. Just, just. Just move on down to South Florida or just move on down to West Florida. Just move on down. Just just, ATL. Good to see you. Warren Truck Assembly, Michigan. Good to see you, man. So glad you're here. We got Oakville, Ontario. Good to see you. I'm so glad you guys are here. Massachusetts, Baltimore, Charleston, South Carolina. Good to see you, LA, Madison, Boston, Colorado Springs, Kentucky, Chicago. We got Antigua. Good to see you, Antigua. Well, I'm so glad you're here. I think I'm going to check that off as well because we got a whole list of countries that we are scratching off on our map. That's our, that's our IG fam, y'all. On our TikTok fam, we got Indiana, Phoenix, Johannesburg. Good to see you. We got Georgia. We got Phoenix, Oregon. Good to see you. Texas. Oh my gosh, this is amazing, y'all. Pennsylvania. Good to see you. Look at that. Look at that, y'all. We got Canada in the house. Good to see you. So glad you guys are here. So glad you're connecting with us as we spend time in the word. And of course, I've got my YouTube fam as well. So glad you guys are all here. So glad you're here connecting with us. Just ignore the knocking in the background. That's my daughter, Theo, who, uh, Cole Springs in the house. Oh my goodness. Yo, what's up, Blue Paws? I grew up in Cold Springs. So there you go. That's, 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 those are my, those are my, uh, uh, my adolescent years were spent in Cold Springs. That's, that's my, that's my hometown. <laughs> Good to see you, man. So glad you're here, man. Cape Town, New Mexico. So glad you are all here and so glad we can come together to spend time in the reading of the word. I love shouting out all the different people who are on these different platforms all together. And the reason why I love doing that is because it, allows you all to see that this thing that we're about to do right now is not, you're not doing this alone. You're doing this with different people from all around the world. Um, You're doing it with a whole community of people from all around the world who are spending time in the reading of the word. And since we are all from all around reading this in simultaneity family, family, Some of you guys, I say good morning all the time because it's good morning for me, but for some of you, it is not morning, it's evening. For some of you, it's afternoon. So some of you are getting out of work. For some of you, you're getting your lunchtime reading in. Either way, regardless of what it is, I am so encouraged by you. So glad you are here. Um, there's nothing that's more encouraging to me than people who just say, you know, what? I'm going to commit to reading the word. I know Bible study is good and all, and it's important. It's critically important. But the more and more I have these conversations, the more I realize that many folks, while you've read certain books in the Bible, you may have read a lot of different books in the Bible, but you never read the whole entire scripture all the way through to grasp a bigger picture. And I hope that what happens, what has happened as you have been engaging in the word with me is that you see now how all this comes together, like how it all fits together. And hopefully it becomes less obtusive. It becomes less Confusing. It becomes more manageable, right? It becomes more palatable because now you're beginning to see, hold on. This isn't as big as as I thought it was. This isn't as overwhelming as I thought it was. This is, man, this is this is revealing so much about God and about his love and about who he is. And now that I'm reading this story and I'm reading it from a broad perspective, now even other scriptures that I read. Now they all are kind of piecing together and it's all making sense in a very, very, very uh powerful way. And so that's why we do this, y'all. That's why um that's what motivates me to continue to read the word with you all. I'm going to get the paper Bible, y'all. That's what I'm going to do. I almost pulled out my iPad, but I'm going to get my paper Bible, y'all. Okay. My my good old paper, my good old paper Bible. Okay. And we're going to devote the next few uh, moments in the reading of the word. If you've been here with us, we read the word and then we reflect on the word. I call it a read and rant because again, I've got little to nothing prepared. I'm just here to spend time to read with you and then to spend a few moments to reflect with you. Today, we're going to be reading uh, the book of Habakkuk, or some people pronounce it as Habakkuk. But we're going to read Habakkuk and we're going to spend a few moments reading. We're going to read the book and then we're going to reflect on it. It's what we've done. We've read now from genesis and now we're almost to the end of the bible y'all this is so exciting y'all that there are those of you who've been journeying with us from the gate from the beginning who are going to now say i have read through the entire bible like you did it yo like this is this is so so exciting i don't know it just it brings me joy and then once we read through it i'm just getting all this out the way because um we're going to, we're going to probably read through this pretty quickly, but once we read through this, I'm going to start thinking about what we're going to do next. Some of you, um, have also mentioned how when we first started recording this and putting this on the read and rant podcast, which by the way, subscribe to the podcast. When we started recording these, we did it because you guys asked me to do it. That's the only reason why we started the read and rant podcast was because you guys on this live asked me to do it. And so I did it. So that way, for those of you who miss it, you guys can, can always go back and read uh, with me on the podcast. But the other reason why, um, uh, so, so anyway, that that's a side note. I'm starting to think about what we're going to be doing next, because we've already done the whole new Testament as well. I've been considering reading over the new Testament again, um, just so that those of you who started from Genesis can journey with us all the way through. Um, I've thought about that, but when we first started recording, we, we started, I believe in the book of acts or we started in Romans. Now I'm trying to remember where we started, where I started recording them, and so we don't have the gospels. Our reading, our reading rant for the gospels. You're so welcome, Crystal. So glad you're here. Um, our reading for rant, reading rant for the gospels recorded. So because of that, I think we're going to go ahead and just read through the gospels one more time, and then afterwards, I'm starting to think through some things like, do we want to start maybe um, a Bible study? Do we want to? I don't know. I've I've thought about a few things. Um... Oh, Asian, you never did the New Testament. Okay, you guys are now all pushing me to just go through the New Testament. Um, because man, now now that you've read the Old Testament, now that you've read it, it's called the Read and Rant Podcast. Read and Rant Podcast. Um, and all our lives go on there. So this is actually this live is gonna go on the podcast. So then you guys can always go back and and um and if you ever miss a read and rant, you can you guys can always go back. Now, if you are a patron this read and rant is available right away um, because we're our rhythm right now is we we post every Tuesday and Thursday. So every Tuesday and Thursday, the new episode comes up. And so this one might show up in another three or four weeks. But either way, it's available to everyone. It's just a bonus for our patrons who support us on Patreon. And by the way, prayerfully consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Isaac Frayer. And of course, you could click the link in the profile or the link in the bio, and you'll be able to see how you can, uh, support us as well. Um, since you guys are the ones that make all this possible. So thank you patrons. But since I got my patrons, all the ones on discord right now, who've got the orange popping up and they're all saying, yeah, you should definitely read it with us. I will read it with you because, um, obviously it's, it's, it's a much smaller section of the Bible. <laughs> we get through it a lot faster, but now that you've read the old Testament, Man, it's going to bring your understanding of Jesus and the church to life. Like it's going to now it's going to make you understand, oh, this is what church is all about. Not the stuff I grew up on, but this is what the church is all about. Or maybe it's going to help you understand how cool the, the, the positioning of Jesus and his coming in that particular point and moment in history, it is all divine strategy, and we can speak into that how f- profoundly strategic God is, and the work that Jesus did um, in the time that He did it, in the moment that He did it, and so that's going to be cool for us to do. But yeah, it's a, it's eye opening. Most of us, when we grew up on church, what we grew up on was. Uh, counterfeit version of the gospel. Uh, many of us who grew up on church, we know church, but like we don't fully understand. And there are those, of us who've been hurt by the church. You didn't, you weren't hurt by Jesus. What you were hurt by was a cult who imposed their philosophies and they didn't give you the full picture. And so you missed out on what all this meant. And I know some of folks have, this has set them free. This reading has set you free. And so I'm so encouraged by that because guess what? I'm not, technically teaching you anything, even though I do some teaching every now and then I just have you guys read it. Just read it with me. That's it. (laughs) Just, just read it. You know, don't, don't trust me. Don't take my word for it. And I always say that as well. And some, some folks have always said, you know, pastor, don't do that. Don't, don't position yourself that way. No, no, no. I, I love to position myself this way to say, don't take my word for it. Read it for yourself. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Just read it for yourself. Just read it for yourself. You don't need to trust me. Oh, shit. I'm not. You do not need to trust me. (laughs) Okay. You don't need to trust me. Just read it for yourself. Like, that's all I hope to do. Because if I can get you guys to do that, man, it'll, it'll change everything. Okay. Okay. I'm not coming to you as an expert. I'm just coming to you as a person who has been transformed by this word, and this is what transformed me. This activity is what transformed me. Committing to this actually is what changed my life. If I can get you to do that, then I'm done. Get you to do what I do, and I'm done. After that, you can roll, and the grace of God is going to be with you along the way. He's going to lead you and guide you to truth. I just need to get you to actually read this. And so, and that's what I... That's what I'm here to do, all right? Um, And always be aware of pastors who try to hesitate from, you know, encouraging and empowering you to read this for yourself, who just want you to hear what they have to teach. Always beware of the experts, the expert teachers of scripture who spend more time talking and less time reading, okay? Uh, well, We'll tell you about what the Bible says, but then you've got the Bible right in front of you. Just read it for yourself, trust me. Trust me on that. All right. So we're going to be, we're going to read the new Testament. You guys have convinced me we're going to read it together and uh, that's going to be a fun journey. All right. Um, and if you notice on Patreon as well, I'm going to start posting the audios of these. So that's exciting too. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> all right. All right. Not the audios, the videos as well. Um, so as we spend time reading, what we do is we commit to three questions. God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? God, what are you revealing concerning people? And God, what are you revealing concerning me? And we're just going to just be led. We're just going to have the Lord lead us in our time of reading together as we engage in this word. Father, we ask, Lord, as we spend time in your word, Lord, that you would uh, speak to us today, encourage us today, uh, inspire us today, um, empower us today convict us today, correct us today, lead us today. Lord, reveal to us something new about you, about us, about what you've called us to do, about your will, about your love, about your grace, about your goodness. Reveal that to us today. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Habakkuk 1, and it says this. The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry, and you will not hear? Even cry out to you violence, and you will not save. Hmm? Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. For indeed, I'm raising up the Chaldeans, a bitter and hasty nation, which marches through the breadth of the earth to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity proceed from themselves. Their horses are also swifter than leopards and more fierce than evening wolves. Their chargers charge ahead. Their cavalry comes from afar. They fly as the eagle that hastens to eat. They all come for violence. Their faces are set like the east wind. They gather captives like sand. They scoff at kings. And princes are scorned by them. They derive every stronghold, for they heap up earthen mounds and seize it. Then his mind changes, and he transgresses, and he commits offense, ascribing the power of his God. Are you not from everlasting? O Lord my God, my Holy One. We shall not die, O Lord. You have appointed them for judgment, O rock. You have marked them for correction. You are of pure eyes to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devours? A person more righteous than he. Why do you make men like fish of the sea, like creeping things that have no ruler over them? They, they take up all of them with a hook. They catch them in their net and gather them in their dragnet. Therefore, they rejoice and are glad. Therefore, they sacrifice to their net and burn incense to their dragnet, because by them their share is sumptuous and their food is plentiful. Shall they, therefore, empty their net and continue to slay nations without pity? I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watched to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Hmm. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, and the just shall live by his faith. Hmm. Indeed, because he transgresses by wine, he is a proud man. And he does not stay at home desire because he enlarges his desire as hell. And he is like death and cannot be satisfied. He gathers to himself all nations and heaps up for himself. All peoples. Will not all these take up a proverb against him and a taunting riddle against him and say, woe to him who increases what is not his how long. And to him who loads himself with many pledges. Will not your creditors rise up suddenly? Will not will they not awaken who oppress you? And you will become their booty. Because you have plundered many nations, all remnant of the people shall plunder you because of men's blood. And the violence of the land and the city and all who dwell in it. Woe to him who covets evil gain for his house that he may set his net on high, that he may deliver from the power of disaster. You give shameful counsel to your house, cutting off many peoples and sin against your soul. For the stone will cry out from the wall and the beam from the timbers will answer it. O to him who builds a town with bloodshed, who establishes a city by iniquity, behold, it is not the Lord of hosts that people labor to feed fire. And nations weary themselves in vain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters of the sea. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor, pressing him to your bottle, even to make him drink, that you may look on his nakedness. You are filled with shame instead of glory, and also you also drink. Be exposed and be exposed as the uncircumcised. Sorry, the cup of the Lord's right hand will be turned against you, and utter shame will be on your glory. For the violence done to Lebanon will cover you, and the plunder of beasts which made them afraid because of men's blood, and the violence of the land and the city and all who dwelt in it. What profit is the image that its maker should carve it? The molded image a teacher of lies that the marker of its mold should trust it to make mute idols. O to him who says to wood awake, the silent stone arise, it shall teach. Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, yet in it there is no breath at all. But the Lord is in his holy temple that the earth keep silence before him. Chapter three. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet of Shigiamath. Oh o Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. O oh Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known in wrath. Remember mercy. God came to Taman, the Holy One of Mount Perah. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand, and there his power was hidden. Before him went pestilence, and fever followed his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He looked and startled the nations, and the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills bowed. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Kushan in affliction. The curtains of the land of Midian trembled. O Lord, were you displeased with the rivers? Was your anger against the rivers? Was your wrath against the seas that you rode on your horses, your chariots of salvation? Your bow was made quite ready. Oaths were sworn over your arrows. You divided the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by. The deep uttered its voice and lifted its hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in their inhabitation. At the light of your arrows, they went at the shining of your glittering spear. You marched through the land of indignation. You trampled the nations in anger. You went forth for the salvation of your people, for salvation with your anointed. You struck the head of the house of the wicked by laying bare from foundation to neck. You thrust through with his own arrows, the head of villages. They came out like like a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was like feasting on the poor in secret. You walked through the sea with your horses, through the heap of great waters. When I heard, my body trembled. My lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered my bones and... And I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. Mm. When he comes up to the people, he will invade them with his troops. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the field, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. And it ends with, to the chief musicians, with my stringed instruments. The Word of God. Um, we've read now through the book of Habakkuk, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Micah, Nahum, and now Habakkuk. I think I said all the books. I might've missed a book there. If I did, please forgive me. You get the idea. We have all journeyed together. Okay, I missed Jonah. I know I, was, I, I probably missed a couple here and there, but y'all get the idea. <laughs> You get the idea. Of course, Joda was a powerful reading, by the way. Joda was a yeah, great, great reading. Um, And we did that only on Discord because I was out of town, which guys, I want to encourage you, please join our Discord community. I don't want to say it too often, but please join our Discord community because if we can't go live on TikTok or IG, I will go live on Discord. Even if I'm out of town in the hotel room, I'll be sitting on my bed and spending time in the reading. I could just pop up my phone and and go in. So I want to encourage you guys. Definitely, definitely join my discord. But anyway, it's Opus Frere on discord, by the way, Opus Frere. Um, we've read up to this point and I want to congratulate you all for doing that one. I want to share a few thoughts with you. The most powerful, the most powerful thing about this reading The most powerful part of this reading is actually the last part of the reading. We read the last part of the reading and it says, yet, last two verses, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. (laughs) The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet and he will make me walk on my high hills. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. And what makes it so powerful is what we read before we got here. It's always easy, family, to rejoice in the Lord when things are going the way that you want it to go. It is always easy to give God praise. When things are going the way you want it to go. So it's easy to rejoice. When everything is going your way. But true maturity. Is learning to rejoice. When it's not going the way that you want it to go. When things aren't going exactly the way that you expect them to go. When things are transpiring. In a way that perplexes you. And yet, even in the midst of that, you can learn to rejoice. You can find joy in the midst of pain. But to do that, it requires you to submit to something that is greater than you. Something beyond you. And I think the thing that's so powerful about Habakkuk is that Habakkuk starts off in pain. I want some, I want you folks to hear it. Habakkuk starts off at the beginning of this book with, Oh Lord, Lord, how long shall I cry? And you will not hear. Habakkuk starts off with even, I cry out to you, violence, and you will not save. Just a little bit of context here. Habakkuk is in a familiar context for us who've been reading through the Read and Read. We, we, we're we very familiar with this. We've seen this. We've seen this multiple times. These prophets who have been given, who, who have written these, 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 These books, these these sermons and these teachings, all warning of what would transpire for Israel, because again, Israel was disobedient to the Lord. And of course, God in executing His judgment. And we've already read this. I don't want to belabor this today, because I really want to speak to the heart. This is a pastoral prophetic epistle. (laughs) This book is pastoral in nature because this book speaks into the heart, into the question that many of us have today. Habakkuk is dealing with the fact that the world seems unjust. All this evil has happened to his people. Israel, Assyria has, has wiped out the area. We saw, we already read up to this point, all the things that would transpire, the people that would die, all the injustice, everything that would be lost, the, 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 the oppression, the, all of it. We've seen this, we've seen it. And yet, Habakkuk comes to God and he sees all this injustice and his burden for his people. And Habakkuk is crying out to God. I want you to see what happens here between the journey of, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? to the end where he says, I will rejoice in the Lord. Some of you may think that what happened in between the beginning of his prayer. Cause this is what this is. This book is really about a conversation with God. And in the mid, and so we see the beginning of his prayer and then the end of his time and his conversation with God, Habakkuk ends with yet. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. How do you go from, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry to The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. He will make me walk on my high hills. How do you go from, I've been crying out violence to you and you haven't heard me, to yet I will rejoice in the Lord. What I love about the book of Habakkuk is that while Habakkuk is perplexed by what is transpiring, he doesn't remain silent. And what he's feeling in the moment that he's feeling it. This is so important, y'all, because so many of us, we come to God when we feel like we've processed our pain. So many of us, we come to God when we have processed our trauma. And if we haven't processed it yet, if it doesn't make sense yet, we're just going to wait till it makes sense to us. Then we'll pray. Then we'll come to God because... I got to make sure I come to God correct. But when you understand that your heavenly father is exactly that, your father who loves you unconditionally, it gives you the freedom to come to him with what you're going through in the minute, in the moment that you're going through it. You don't need to process it to come to God. Just come to God with what it is that you're going through and allow him to breathe life and to speak into you through it. So many of us want to have it figured out. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here who actually fears disrespecting God by questioning him. Am I talking to myself today? There are folks who actually fear coming to God with what perplexes them in the world, in their family, in their lives. They're afraid to come to God with it out of fear of disrespecting God. Who am I to question God? But if he's your heavenly father who loves you very much, even when you're perplexed by what is happening through life, You can come to him with that. Even if what you say doesn't even align, you can come to him with that. It's okay to ask God questions about what you're going through and what you're dealing with. Sometimes we wait to process to get to God. Here's the problem. When we wait to process to get to God, some of us don't ever figure it out, so we never get to God. We just sit there trying to figure it all out. but you can come with what you're feeling. And that's what Habakkuk is speaking into here is Habakkuk ends, he can end here because he was comfortable enough to start here. He can end with rejoicing because he can start with pain. How long, O Lord, shall I cry? Even you, even cry out to you violence, and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? He's like, why, why are you allowing me to see Israel like this? Like the, these are the things that I think we, we, we sometimes we don't we don't appreciate what's actually happening in the moment. Habakkuk prayer is not one that opens up with this profound reverence to God. Because sometimes when we come to God, we got no clue what's going on and none of it makes sense. It's not adding up. And so rather than just coming to God with that, we wait till we can revere him again. And, and, and then once we got it together, then, you know, I mean, then I'll come to God. Here, see, 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 here's the thing a lot of us never get there because here's a reality that a lot of us won't get until later on down the line. And I hope you get it today. The reality is, is that there are things that happen in this world that will never make sense. There are things that are happening in your life may never, ever make sense. There are things that are happening in your life, in your marriage, in your career, in your family, that may never, ever make sense. And I know someone's telling you, well, later on it'll make sense and you'll understand it, fam. There's some stuff that'll perplex you all the way to the grave. If you live a life trying to understand everything, you may actually end up becoming bitter, jaded, frustrated because life is full of strife and pain. But if you can get to find comfort in knowing the person who journeys with you through that pain, it makes it all better. Sometimes we think that coming to God is so that we can understand everything we're going through, not realizing coming to God is what gives us hope even in the midst of pain and suffering. There are those of us even today that we're just waiting for it all to make sense to finally move forward. I came to tell you today, it may never make sense. And there's some of you that are trying to make sense of certain things that are transpiring in your life today. And you're looking in the Bible to make sense of it. There are some things in life that you won't fully understand, not in the way that you want to understand it. This is. Habakkuk, he's seeing this injustice on his people, Israel, and he comes to God with this complaint, and he says to God, God, I'm not starting with, oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. (laughs) He doesn't start with, the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He comes to God with, God, what you doing, bro? How long, how long, Oh Lord. And then the Lord answers him because in Micah's mind, he says, all right, cool, I'm going to come to God. And finally I'm coming to get an answer from God. And and, and it's funny because how God answers my uh, Habakkuk, (laughs) it's not how he, it's not the, it's not the answer that he wanted okay he comes to he comes to to God <clears throat> and he's expecting yo God how long I mean how long are we gonna suffer here we've lost everything the world has taken everything from us the Assyrian Empire has taken everything from us and yes We've seen all that has happened in the background. We read up to this point. We we know all this because we all read it together. Because we are, we've been on this reading and rant together. But now Habakkuk is coming to God like, "Yo, God, you need to, you need to, you you need to answer some questions," because I'm trying to figure this out. And God answers him and says, "I'm gonna take care of Assyria," and you know Habakkuk's going, "Yes, thank you." I'm going to take care of Assyria. I'm bringing the Chaldeans in Babylon to overtake Assyria. And Habakkuk's going, wait, hold on, wait. So now God gives him an answer. And now Habakkuk goes back to him and says to God, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So you're going to bring an even more evil nation to come take over? That can't be right. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. So we've got we've got Assyria. And now we have to deal with Babylon. Come on now, God. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, at least something better. I mean, at least what would happen, y'all? I'll back that up for a second what if you pray to God for something and how God responds and answer it looks nothing like how you would expect it. As a matter of fact, God's answer seems counterproductive almost as if wait, God, this is not how it's supposed to go. I think many of us, we have a picture of what salvation looks like, like what it looks like for God to set us free, to save us and to help us. So when we come to God, it's not that God didn't answer. For some of us, God answered. We just don't like the answer. And so because we don't like the answer, because it's not going our way, the way we intended it, we confuse it with God's silence or God's apathy or God's lack of love. But what if God is more wise than you are? What if what you're going through is much bigger than you? And what if God is revealing something even greater? Maybe there's a greater lesson to be taught that you are missing out on because you're so consumed with it happening your way. Are we hearing me, family? I know this sounds tough. Because some of us can't find peace. Because we're trying to do it our way. Gouda, we are not under the law. I'll take it one step further, Guda. I'm just doing a quick pause because I see somebody here. I want to comment on that. Guda, we're not under the law. One. And Guda, we have never been under the law. Unless you were Hebrew. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Sorry. I just wanted to throw that out there. There's some of us that want answers. Right? There's some of us that want the lord to respond but what we actually want is we want comfort what we want is we want not the why we just want it to be done we want to be over it <laughs> and i know some folks and i'm and i'm not here to diminish it because there's some folks who are on here right now that are going through it And you're tired, and I wish I had answers for you about the why. I wish I knew every element, and it's it is no satisfaction to you to say, "Well, it's God's plan for your life, bro." Listen, it's God's plan for my life, but uh, dude, (laughs) that sounds really dismissive. You ever had that where people in church come to you and say, "Well, the Lord knows more than we know." That sounds dismissive. Because right now I'm going through it. I'm going through it. And it's what and and so Habakkuk gets an answer and Habakkuk does not like that answer. You're bringing Babylon? We saw all this already, right? Assyria comes then Babylon will come. But Habakkuk just got an from God. God is saying, "Yeah, I'm going to send I'm going to send the Chaldeans. I'm going to send Babylon. And he's like, okay, God. So you're bringing somebody worse. What kind of answer is that? And so he begins to ask more questions. And then we get to chapter two and he says, I will stand my watch. I think he, he's done. He's asked all his questions. He's like, God, this don't make sense. Why would you do that? Why, why would you bring evil people to come and take care of evil people? Why, why would you do that? Why, why would you bring like the righteous people, the good people? Why can't the good people do it this time, God? <clears throat> And so he's, after he asked the question, he says, I will then stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. And I'm going to watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. By the way, we get a glimpse into what it looks like to move prophetically, what it means to be led by the Spirit. We get a glimpse of that here. Notice what he says. I will stand my watch. Then he says, I'll set myself on the rampart. He's going to elevate himself. He's going to look above it all. That's a word by itself. I'll preach it some sometime. Then he says, and I will watch to see what, the, what he will say to me. Wait, when God says something, aren't we supposed to hear it? He says, I'm going to watch to see what he will say. Because he understands that when God speaks, things move and things are done. When he, he knows that when God speaks, things go into action. So actually he knows that listening to God is actually watching to see what is transpiring in his moment. He didn't say, I will listen and hear what he will say to me. He said, I will watch to see what he will say to me. That's another teaching for another day. But then he positions himself to say, watch this his answer and he allows himself to be corrected in the answer. We always read the first part, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. And then we, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's, it's always encouraging, you know, it's a great, great, great point of encouragement and we teach it, but people usually think about it as like starting your business plan, write the vision and make it plain. They talk about, you know, uh, the vision for your life or for your family, write the vision, make it plain. And then, you know, I mean, we, uh, th- there's always a word in that, but I want to make sure you're reading this from the context He's not in a good place. And the vision doesn't look very good for him. <laughs> Habakkuk is 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 working it out. And this comes is right the vision and all that. Great. It's a great word. It's a great word. But notice where it starts first. It starts with standing on the rampart, watching to see what God says, and being willing to be corrected. See, this is where God begins to do the work in our conversation with him. There's nothing wrong with questioning God. But there's a problem when we get to the point where we don't trust his answer. We think that being being righteous is about simply the following of God's law, but being righteous is actually the trusting God in him in all things. Habakkuk right now is a learning the mechanisms of how one navigates and moves through life when things don't make sense. Because there are those of us who have walked away from God because life isn't making sense. There are those of us who've walked away from God because life perplexes us. Life doesn't make sense. We don't understand it. And because God's answers aren't working out for me, it's time for me to walk away. As if God existed to make life make sense for you. Rather than for God to be the answer to all that is transpiring in your life. What we want is really somebody who tells us how to live our best life. But we don't want someone who actually leads us into the best life. We want to live our best life. (laughs) We want to do our thing. We want to live it our way. The world is an ugly place, y'all. Don't get it twisted. There's evil all in the world. And I'm sure all of us have answers for how this can be better. We all do. We all do. But he says, I will answer what I will answer when I am corrected. He's actually postured himself for correction. Like Habakkuk is actually preparing himself. He's coming to God and he's presenting his frustration and he's preparing to be corrected oh my gosh are y'all missing that (laughs) he's he's preparing himself to know god i feel this way but now i'm waiting for you to correct me while many of us question god to correct god he's questioning god knowing he's going to be corrected (laughs) that's the problem that a lot of us folk got. We want to come to God with our agenda, our plan. And when it doesn't make sense, God, you fix it our way. He's not a Burger King. God, you don't get to have it your way. And actually, your way is not the best way, as much as you may think it is, it isn't. And yet, this is what this is where Habakkuk is. He says, and "He's after he comes to God, he's frustrated, and it's okay to come with your frustration." There are times when life sucks. It's okay to come to God when life sucks. Something wrong with that? But we have to be willing to come to God honestly with what we're feeling but also posture to be corrected that's where we get it wrong we simply come to god with our feelings but we don't come to god to receive correction but habakkuk he's ready for correction he's like this don't make sense i'm gonna tell you don't make sense i'm gonna tell you i'm frustrated now you gave me a second response Sorry, now your response to this doesn't even make sense. And now I'm coming to you with even more questions because you're bringing someone who's more evil to deal with the evil people who've been oppressing us. That don't make sense either. But you know what, Lord? I'm going to watch to see what you're saying. And I'm willing to respond when I'm corrected. Because I know my way is not the best way either. When we hear, because many of us have heard the verse, the just shall live by faith. When we when we hear that, there are many of us who, I mean, again, it's become a, a phrase because it speaks of justification, justified by faith. The just shall live by faith. We are just by faith. <clears throat> but here's where it all begins. This is the context of it all. That's a Bible study in and of itself. The just shall live by faith. Notice. The just are living by faith. It's not that the just will have faith. They will live by faith. And he's saying that what is righteous and, and, and where there's justice and, and hope and healing comes only by faith. The justice of God, which is like, this doesn't look like the justice of God because you have one evil empire being taken over by another, even more evil empire. But you know what? I'm going to listen to God because what God says is that I'm going to write this vision down. I'm going to make it plain on tablets. This vision is yet for an appointed time. Though it tarries way it, but even then, the vision itself will not tarry. And then he says, the just shall live by faith. Then God encourages him to tell him that, my brother, here's what's going to happen. This is the vision you're going to write down. That after Assyria will come the Babylonians. After the Babylonians will come another empire. Babylonians will be taken over as well. You see these evil empires, they don't stand forever. They're gonna we're gonna go from one empire to another empire, to another empire, and to another empire. You don't live under this. You don't live by these rules. I'm going to deal with Assyria my way. And I'm going to deal with Babylon my way. And I'm going to continue to deal with evil and with injustice in my way. And while it's not going your way right now, the just shall live by faith. While it's not going the way that you expected it to go, I am still bringing justice. I'm still bringing hope. Your hope is not in anything other than me. Then he says, oh Lord, I've heard your speech and was afraid. Oh, Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. He's replying to now God who's saying, I'm going to take care of violence. I'm going to take care of evil. Notice here that the same things they did to you, they're going to suffer it. All these violent nations, all these violent empires, all these things that you see that are transpiring, these guys ain't going to last forever. They're going to fall by the same sword. The same bloodshed that they committed, they're going to fall by the same bloodshed. They're going to go through the same stuff. That's not how to live. That's not the way to live. That's not the way to do things. This way of living, this way that they think is justice or power, that, that, is, that expires. And I'm going to bring somebody else in, and another person in, and another person in. And afterwards, there's going to be empire. He's saying there's going to be empire after empire after empire after empire. There'll be oppressive power after oppressive power after oppressive power after oppressive power. The kingdom of God is the only thing that will stand in eternity. So God is saying, you got to trust me with my plan. As much as things ain't going the way you want it to go, because again, the world can suck sometimes. But he said, I hear you, God. I hear you that even in the midst of my affliction, You're still working things out in your favor. Babylon does not exist today. But the emblem that Babylon is still exists today. After Babylon will come another nation. What's after Babylon? After Babylon, we saw what happens in Daniel. The Persians take over. But the Persians won't last forever. After Persians, you got the Roman Empire, and then you have the Ottoman Empire, and then you have other empires, and empire after empire after empire, and and none of them have stood. None of them. Not a single one. They're not there. You know who's left? (laughs) The people of God. As much as they impose policies, whatever empires you see today, there was the British empire. What did they call it again? The United Kingdom. There has been empire after empire after empire, and the empires that exist today will not last forever. So what is the one that will last? The kingdom of God. And so what does God tell Habakkuk? And oh my goodness, I'm out of time. Jesus. I do this all the time to myself, y'all. He begins to sing a song. Right at the end, he he, he breaks out in song. Why can a man who didn't get the answer done his right the way that he wanted it done how can this man break out in song how can a man who just came to God at the beginning with this injustice who got an answer that didn't look like what he wanted how then does he end with rejoicing Because his reward is not his comfort. His reward is not his justice. His reward is not the way that he wants things to go. His joy and his peace is going to be found in his faith in God. There, There are people who are going to look at you. And they're going to see your life and they're going to think that you sound and look crazy. Let me say that again. When you spend enough time with Jesus, people are going to look at you and think you're crazy. Because the more time you spend in the presence of God, the more peace you have in him. That doesn't require the world to have its stuff sorted out. The more time you spend with him, the more crazy you look because people will see this joy in you even though your life isn't all together. They're going to see this peace that you have. It's the peace that surpasses understanding. They're going to see that, well, you've been praying and yet your 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 prayers haven't been answered. And the reason why is because you learned that the answer to your prayer was actually the presence of God in your life. Nothing is better than that. And when you receive the presence of God in your life, nothing in this world can take away the joy that you have now inside that comes from the Lord. And there are those of us right now that are trying to make sense of life. You think that you're going to be happy when life goes your way, but God is saying, no, you can find joy when life isn't going your way, you think you're going to be happy when you get the stuff that you're praying for. You think you're going to be happy when life goes your way. You think you're going to be happy because it's all going the way that you planned it to go. A true joy is found only in the presence of God. Your joy is not going to come in life going the way you want it to go. The joy is going to come knowing that you are with him and he is with you and that you're in covenant together. This is what crazy faith looks like. This is how the justice of God is lived out. This is why the just live by faith. This is why the world hates people of faith. The world hates people of faith because faith doesn't make sense. The world hates people of faith because people somehow of faith find joy. Even in the midst of pain. (laughs) They find peace that surpasses understanding. They don't get it. How things don't necessarily go the way you want it to go. And yet still you find joy. How do you do that? Because our joy does not come in the answers that we want. Our joy comes in the presence of God. And that's the one thing that you cannot articulate to somebody. As much as they want it to make sense, the only way they're going to experience it, the only way you're going to experience it, is when you truly submit yourself to him. Faith. Is not about just believing. Faith is about trusting. The word faith literally means to lean on. And some of us, we think we have faith because we believe, but you don't because you're not trusting in him. But when you really trust in God, you can't be without hope. Can I say that one more time? When you trust in God, You cannot be without hope. How can you trust something and be hopeless? How can you trust in the maker of the universe, the creator of the heavens and earth and be hopeless? You can't. That's why those who actually trust in God can find hope, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, even when the world is falling apart. Somehow they're still hopeful. They're hopeful because they're faithful. They're hopeful because they're full of faith. And some of us here today, we're trying to find hope, but we can't because the reality is, is we say we believe, but we really don't have faith. Because faith means to lean on. We're not leaning on anything. What Habakkuk teaches us, is he teaches us how we find hope even when the world is falling apart. That's what he teaches us. He teaches us how we find joy even when life isn't going our way. He's teaching us that we're too consumed with our agendas. And even though life is hard, we can still find joy in it. Even though the world's falling apart, we can still find joy. You, each and every one of you, can still find joy. I know, I had to go 10 minutes over, but I wanted to make sure I got that out the way. Because Habakkuk, sorry, not Micah, Habakkuk teaches us that. So today, fam, live by faith. Live by faith. Here's the word. His kingdom come, his will be done. This is justice. Evil will not prevail. But while I'm here, I've got the presence of God because the Lord God is my strength. Not me. He is my strength. So family, find faith in something greater than you something better than you, something wiser than you, something that knows way more than you could ever know. Live by faith. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for bringing us together today. Lord, I thank you that each and every person who is here, Lord God, that those right now, I feel the weight, uh, the burden that the world has placed on many of us here. And Father, that weight can be crippling, crushing. But Lord, I thank you that even as we're listening to this time and reading your word and hearing your voice, we can be reminded that these burdens were not to be carried by us, but to be given to you because you are our strength. So Father, teach us to have hope even in the midst of the trials and the tribulations. We say that in Jesus' name. Hey. Amen. Family, I love y'all. I got to go um, join our discord community, discord.gg slash opus also prayerfully consist, become prayerfully pray prayerfully. Goodness gracious. I don't know what's going on with me today, but prayerfully consider becoming a patron. OK, prayerfully consider becoming a patron. We're praying that the Lord will provide for us so that we can continue to do this and continue to grow in this. And so it's your support that makes all this possible. So I thank my patrons, um, who support us on Patreon. And if you're looking to support as well, you may think $10 a month isn't a big deal. It's a huge deal. And for those of you who give much more than that, thank you so much for your commitment. Thank you so much for your support. It means everything uh, to me and it makes all of this possible. So if you if you're considering prayerfully considering becoming a preacher, pray about it this week. Okay. Pray about it. Uh, it's discord.gg slash Opus That's our discord community. And on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Isaac Frere, patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. Love you all. God bless you guys. Also text me 954-231-1848. I share regular words of encouragement there as well. All right. And of course our discord family is going to continue going. So Join us on Discord. Continue the conversation. Love you all. God bless you guys. Peace out.